Nikita Brooks here. Welcome to the Single Moms Brunch Podcast. Yes, we are going to chat it up, ladies. Yes, we are. Where we have conversations about mindsets, opportunities, money, and definitely success. Go grab your mimosa, your eggs benedict, or maybe even your egg or waffle and join the conversation. entrepreneurs and moms Lakita Brooks here welcome to another episode of the single moms brunch podcast and if you are a black business woman make sure you go to justbeexperiences.com to learn more about the safe spaces that I'm hoping that I'm hosting rather for black business women to just be yes we brunch we talk about business I sprinkle a little bit of that in but the biggest thing that I do in the magic is the time where we have deep conversations where we talk about life and business and we get a chance to just be so it's the conversations that's really the magical part that bonding that we get a chance to because the conversations are so 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 deep we talk for hours and hours and hours and don't even realize so make sure you make sure you go to justbeexperiences.com if you are a black business woman so i am here oh my god i had the honor the privilege to speak as a panelist about social work career mapping with the Minority Fellowship Program with the Council on Social Work Education here in Anaheim, California. So thank you so much to Dr. Kesselin that that saw the vision and saw something in me of value that she felt like was important for me to actually share with the students that's in the Minority Fellowship Program. And when I say Oh my goodness. So like what I do is magical with black business women. But the one thing that I did not realize was that it don't just happen with black business women. Like it's like, oh my goodness. Like, yes, what I do is magical and it's special. So you definitely need to be at justbeexperiences.com. And I will say being here with the minority fellows program and with the with the the students themselves their master level students and also doctoral students and the first event that I went to when I was here we had a, a basically it was a panelist conversation and when I say I felt the power in the room I felt the energy in the room I felt the community and in this group it's actually a multicultural group but it's still it's for minorities people who don't aren't necessarily Caucasian basically I'll just say it that way so and it was I mean we cried we talked we laughed and it was just once again another safe space and so I don't know where this whole safe space thing is going to go. But I woke up thinking about that and I realized more and more and more that I absolutely positively love safe spaces, whether it's for my black business women. And now I even see in a multicultural setting um, that is, I guess that where well, Caucasians are not there. It still gave that same type of vibe to just be yourself, just be authentic, just show up however you want to show up with what feels good to you. Yes, you're definitely doing it in a respectful way, but you're just being who you are. So because of that, 
this podcast episode is dedicated to all of the absolutely positively amazing minority fellows that's in the program and also to Dr. Kesslin who allowed me an opportunity to share my voice and she created that space for me to be able to share. So yes, minority fellows have been going on for a while before her, but because of her, she allowed me to come in and speak. So I'm honored for that. So today we are actually going to talk about how to manage life, work, business, and family when life be life ink and you have such big visions and goals and you're like omg how in the world am i going to get all of this done like i see this billion dollar business in my brain I haven't really wrote it on paper but yet life be life and so this is the tips and the suggestions that I would give to you because I would say for me, I've had ebbs and flows. So sometimes life be lifing and sometimes it's just real basic stuff. But in those moments when life be lifing, which means that whatever you're going through or whatever that issue or challenge is, it's overtaking you mentally, emotionally, physically. Like it's exhausting you so much to the point You're just like, OMG, can I just lay in the bed all day and like do nothing? Or can I just like run away to like an all-inclusive like vacation like right now? Like that's how it feels. So when I say life be lifing, I mean that it's just whatever is going on is is like a a tornado just coming in and, and tearing up everything within you, messing up your whole juju, messing up your whole wellness regimen, like everything is just all filter, which means because, you know, with energy, you only get 100 percent. Right. So if the life be life in situation is taking up 70% of your energy, that means you only have 30% left for all of your other roles. Whether you work, whether you're a parent, whether you run a business, like whether you have to be a caregiver to support other family members, that means you got 30% left to do everything else you need to do when you have a situation or a circumstance or even sometimes family dynamics or people that's causing some internal turmoil within you and they're taking up so much of you. So this is the advice I would give. So as an MSW, when I was an MSW student at Florida State University, I'm not going to necessarily say that I had a lot of life be life things because really at that time, the main thing was, yes, like I was broke. Like we was, me and my baby was living off of food stamps week. We was living on childcare, private school vouchers. But guess what? My baby went to a private school, baby. And I paid for her to go to dance through my student loan money. So between student loan money and being a social assistance recipient, that's how we survive. But in that particular season of my life, I focused on what was most important at that time. Yes, as I was a student, I did event my long-term goal was to go into private practice and be a business owner and all those things. And those are my big visions and big goals at that time. But I knew that was like probably five years post graduation, right? So that vision was in my head, but I had already wrote it down to do like a brain dump to get that out of my head, right? But when I was in school, I focused on what was most important at that particular moment. I might have had the big vision 
of the private practice and all that stuff, but I can't be focusing on being in private practice and I haven't even graduated with my MSW degree. I can't focus on private practice and I don't even have my independent practice license, which for me in my world in Florida, it's a licensed clinical social work license. I can't think about those things if I haven't even gotten a master's or social work degree. So focus on first things first. What needs to happen right now in this season of your life while you're in school? And while I was in school, getting my master's of social work, the priority was being the present parent, being available for my daughter, making sure I provide, pay our bills with our good old student loan money. Yes, that's what I use. And getting good grades, making sure I navigate, you know, sometimes student relationships aren't the best. I had an amazing experience with the administrators and the faculty and all that stuff for the most part, except for when I had a few um, issues with a few Caucasian, you know, females in a few groups. I had a few challenges when it came to that. But beyond that, overall, I had a really great experience with the faculty and all those things. But in that season of my life, I focused on those things, getting the good grades, building the relationships that I can leverage for later on, whether it was just for mentorship, whether it was for employment opportunities, whether it was simply for them to be okay with being a reference for me when it was time to get a job. Also securing the best field placements based on my, you know, post-graduation goal, which was to earn over 40K. So I knew that I wanted to go into the healthcare field. So leveraging that. So I I did all the things. So when I say like when you're a when you're a student or even a social work student, look at it as you're positioning yourself. You're putting together the best package for you to be the most marketable post-graduation and I did recently do I just finalized actually while I'm here my social work career mapping on-demand course so you could definitely go to that at socialworkcareermapping.com and it's at socialworkcareermapping.com and you also get like a complimentary chat with me so once you went through the curriculum then you can send me all the questions that you want to ask me in private message and I'll get and I give you the steps in that particular course. And then from that, I'll go in and answer all the questions to kind of bridge that gap and help you navigate that process. So that's what I would say. If you're a student, focus on what you need to focus on right now, because all the big goals, the big dreams, the private practice, the, the licensed clinical social work license, all that stuff is cool. But right now you're still in school, so you really can't do any of that stuff until you get your master's or social work degree. So focus on that. Focus on first things first. Focus on what needs to get done now in order to graduate and land your your first job post-graduation. For someone who's just an employee, when life be life, and I would say whatever needs to get done, because I understand, like, depending on what type of work you did, you do. Like it could be a lot. Like luckily for me, when I did work a nine to five, I worked in hospice and I also worked with the Department of Veterans Affairs, but I worked in community jobs, which meant I had maybe very few things that I was required to be at at set times. The rest of my time I created based on doing visits like with hospice. It was more home visits when it came to veterans. It was more so visits in the community. But basically, 
I worked my work schedule around my life. So I wasn't stuck in like an office all day where I was expected to be seen and expected to have all these different deadlines and dates and all that stuff. So I had a lot of time, I guess you could say, to where if I felt overwhelmed or I felt Stress, so I felt like life was lifing. I could just, and, and in that situation, life was lifing, not necessarily because of my own personal life, but it could have been just dealing with people going through the death and dying process, making sure they had everything in order when it came to their family and their family knew what was going on. When it came to veterans, it was about helping them. Sometimes like, oh my goodness, how in the world am I going to best support this person? They're a family, they're homeless, they can't sleep in a car, I'm a mandated reporter, OMG, and like what resources are available. And then sometimes resources weren't necessarily there. So in that type of world, those were the things where it's like life was life because like, oh my goodness, I have a situation or a challenge with a client that I don't necessarily know what resources are even available. Not because I don't know the resources, it's because... In the city, we just might not have placement for those type of um, for individuals that were families. That's that's always the gap when it comes to the homeless population. So when I so when it comes to work stuff and life is life, I would say do the bare minimum on what's actually required of you, and not saying in a bad way to like neglect your job or anything like that. But you have to prioritize. What needs to get done at this moment? And then what are the other things that's also important? Like, especially if you have a family. Oh, yes. And yourself. You need time for you. Sometimes pulling up in the driveway and just sitting in your car is what is needed. Okay. At that particular moment, sometimes that's what's needed. Because it's just like, oh, my goodness. I just need to breathe. And, like, it's just me and my daughter. And sometimes... I even do that and it's not even like we don't have our own space in our house like it's only two of us in the house and we have three bedrooms so we have space it's just sometimes I sit in my car so do what you need to do and now if when it comes to a person who works and you have a business oh my goodness this was definitely me so I would say just when I worked and had a business, a lot of times I just didn't fully have the capacity for my business. And and at the end, I, at one moment, I could, like when I worked in hospice, I did a few things. And even when I worked at the VA, I did a few things. I had really great intention when I worked at the VA to actually start my private practice. I was so, I was so, how could I say? I really thought I was going to do a private practice to the point that I signed up for a one-year lease. Y'all hear me? I signed up for a one-year lease to do private practice, and I paid for an office one whole year when I worked at the VA, and I never saw one client. Never saw a client. Why? Because I just didn't have the capacity so don't beat yourself up if you're in a season of your life where you actually work a nine to five job and you're you're building your business because you eventually want to be a full time business owner. Don't beat yourself up if you don't have the time to dedicate to your business. It is OK, because guess what? When life be life, and like I said earlier, it can take up so much of you. So do the things that you need to get done. What, hey, based on your job, what has to get done right now? 
based on a business? Is this something that I need to do or is this something I could just put on the back burner and just and and basically like weave it in when you get a chance. So when you work a full time job and you're also building a business, sometimes it's not even like I was. This is what I was saying. When you're when you have both working a full time job and you're in business, make a list of everything you need to do in your business. Just do a quick brain dump. Right, like right now, do a quick brain dump of everything that needs to get done in your business, and then go ahead and prioritize it. Write down what needs to happen first, second, third, etc. And so when you're initially writing it down, don't try to put it in order. Just get it out your head, write it all down, and then go prioritize it. And so now you have your list that's done. You've you've removed that all those thoughts from your head space. So now you have space in order to think about other stuff. Okay, perfect. So from that, when it comes to work, do what you have to do for work. Do what you need to do for your family. Do what you need to do for yourself. And you'll know, you will know why, why all those moving pieces are happening. There'll be times where you're like, oh, the kids are at dance. Oh, I can focus on this one business item. Oh, the kids are going out with, you know, their their other parent. Oh, I can spend I can spend some time doing this this item. Oh, kids are going with the grandparents. Perfect. Oh, I'm going to take this time just to go relax, go see a movie and take myself to dinner. So what I'm going to say is weave in, especially when it comes to business, just weave in those things when you have the space. So don't feel the pressure of I got to get this done by this day, this done by this day, this done by this day. Now, it's one thing if you have projects and contracts and things like that you're getting paid for and you have deadlines. That's one thing in business. You got to get those done. But it's another thing when it's simply you're putting these pressures and deadlines and dates on yourself. Don't do it. So just weave in the business stuff as you see fit when you have the capacity to deal with it. And I would say now, even as a business owner who's went from social assistance recipient to six figure social worker, that's a business owner. Recently, life been lifing, and that's why with some of my podcasts, you probably could tell I was really in pain because it was just like I'm I'm tapped, and I'm dealing with a lot when it comes to family dynamics and differences and views when it comes to you know medical decisions and all that stuff. It took a toll on me. So even though I might be a full time business owner for a few weeks. I did the bare minimum that I needed to do in my business, which is seeing my my veterans for my quarter million dollar grant with the VA, seeing them doing my life skills coaching, doing my um, all that stuff and my trainings. Like those are the things I had to get done. But a lot of other business stuff that I actually enjoy doing is writing my social media posts and planning for what's next and and doing some connections sending emails i just didn't have it in me to do it so i literally did the things i had to do which was with my va grants and then the rest of the time i'm more so just spent just on my own mental and emotional well-being and also with my daughter and helping her navigate because she's a senior in high school now her being able to, you know, figure out which path to take. And she doesn't know which path to take. So that also takes up more energy. 
because now I'm helping her with different different plans, going to the university, going to the community college, getting a trade, doing entrepreneurship, considering apprenticeship. So we exploring a lot of things. So between the stuff with my daughter, helping her navigate from high schooler to what's next when you graduate, and then also family dynamics, I barely had enough to just do what I needed to do in my business. And I was okay with it because it was like, listen, I'm not going to burn the candle at both ends. I'm not going to die from a heart attack because I'm overextended and I'm all over the place. No, that's not what I'm about to do. Not at all. So with me saying that, I gave myself grace and I gave myself permission to do the bare minimum on what I had to do in my business so I can manage my family emotional stuff I was dealing with and also manage working with my daughter. So I say to you, it is okay to sometimes just do the bare minimum on what has to get done when life be lifing. It's okay to focus on what you have to focus on. It's okay to prioritize your work. It's okay to say no to people and things that's no longer serving you. It's okay to cancel things if you know that you just don't even have the oomph to go get dressed to go and do it. All of that is okay because for all of us, we don't, we never plan for life to be life. And sometimes it just happens the way it happens. And then from that, we have to deal with it. And when we have those moments, do the things you have to get done, prioritize what has to get done. And then from that, you can weave in other things as you see fit, but do what has to get done. I love you all and I thank you all. And make sure if you're a black businesswoman, go to justbeexperiences.com so we can get connected and you can, you know, attend maybe one day, one of my one day lunches, maybe the one day experience. We get a time to just be maybe even one of the all inclusive retreats that I'll probably be doing in 2023. So either way, go to Just Be Experiences to see, read about all the things that's coming up for black business women. So I just want to say love you all. Thank you all. Appreciate you all. I am Lakita Brooks. And until next Sunday at 11 a.m. Ciao. Thanks, mom, for joining me today at the Single Moms Brunch Podcast. Yes. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, and tell all the other moms that you know about it. And you know what, mom? I can't let you go without giving you a free gift. So make sure you go to www.singlemomsbrunch.com. Once again, that is Single Moms Brunch dot com to get your free gift i am lakita brooks and remember you are not a single mom you are a mom that is single